0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's no time to waste. I need to get this off my chest, so let's go ahead and cut right to the chase. It's over for Manchester United, honestly. I understand it's only a few weeks into the Premier League season. I understand that the Champions League hasn't even started. We probably have not seen anything this season so far. But Manchester United, the despair, the pain, the humiliation... All the negativity seems to be irrepar- irreparable, irreversible. It's not going to stop anytime soon. I understand that many are thinking that I'm just absolutely overreacting, that I'm just absolutely frustrated. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely frustrated. But honestly, you know, and i am got to be honest with you, because many are asking me, Alex... Why do you give a damn about Manchester United that bad if you're not a strong supporter? Well, my answer is simple, because at the end of the day, for me, it's not about whether you're a supporter of a team or not. At the end of the day, it's whether you love the game or, like me, I love the game of football. And when a team with a great history like Manchester United has gone through such a long period of decline and disappointment, it's not good at all for the game. It's bad for the game. It's bad for the club, it's bad for the Premier League. it's bad for England. it's bad for the United kingdom. It's bad overall now, my good friend, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Jossic Swain, now he's a strong, diehard supporter of Manchester United. I mean he's a bigger supporter of Manchester United than I ever was and that ever I will ever be. I mean he's the guy that's even that's basically he loves Manchester United to a point where you know. He's basically the fan. I'm just a fan of the game, but you know, we all know how it is. Listen. So why do I think that there's that it's all over and there's no hope? Well, number 1, their injuries just do not stop. Number 2, right now all the drama surrounding Jaden Sancho and Anthony, for goodness sake, Unfortunately, the Jaden Sancho experiment is just yet another embarrassing and frustrating failure. And an absolute failure and a horrible investment. In other words, more money thrown right down into the trash. Flushed right down the toilet. Which brings me to the main point out of them all. The Glazers have got to go. How many times have I said it on this show already? The Glazers have got to go. Well, the bigger question is, how many times have I said it this season? The Glazers have got to go. (sighs) You know, I've said it many times. As long as the Glazers are around, there's no hope whatsoever. You know? Now... It pains me to say this because Eric Ten Hag also deserves a mass amount of criticism. At the end of the day, everybody, I mean, you know, Andre Onana, who basically has been the guy that's avoided criticism so far this season, I mean, today against Brighton, horrible. The defense, lazy defending, like, it's embarrassing, like, how could you even think of just not even trying? Seriously. Now, I understand Brighton has had Manchester United's number for quite a while now. But Brighton took advantage of the misery and the frustration and the emotional pain that Manchester United was suffering from, and look what they got. They got a 3-1 win at Old Trafford. Now, I spoke to my friend, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Joshua Swain, and he certainly gave me his thoughts. Now, my other friend... Uncle Mad, who of course is also much like Mr. McSwain, a strong supporter of Manchester United. I have not talked to him yet, but since I know that he's going to be watching this, he's going to give his thoughts in the comments. Believe me. Check it out, y'all. There's just so much going on with the club. There's really nothing positive. I mean, the lack of fitness and strength, especially in the midfield position, the injuries... The horrible defense, the lazy defending, the questionable tactics and managing from Erik ten Hag, and then of course we're you know off from the top the fucking Glazers. Forgive the language, you all but uh, well, you know how you you, you, know, you know basically uh, we all know what it comes to the Glazers. I think we're all frustrated. I mean Manchester United supporters let they let their uh, they let the booing. I mean they they, they let it out, and of course Erik ten Hag claims that the booing. Is something positive? How? Okay, I get it. Booing's part of the game. Maybe booing is supposed to motivate the team to do better. But here's the deal. The team, Manchester United... You can't even put the word motivation in the same sentence as Manchester United. Because the team is absolutely unmotivated. That's what I said in the last episode. After their loss to Arsenal. The team is absolutely unmotivated. They are not motivated. They're not focused. They're not passionate. You know... Everything I said, how the team has no vision, no aggression, you know, all those ingredients, nothing was, is going on with this club. I mean, th- this reminds me of a viral video of that Chelsea supporter who basically screams says, there is no vision, there's no passion. I think you guys know who I'm talking about. So now I'm kind of basically having a reminiscent moment of the same thing with that guy. But right now, Manchester United has nothing. Yeah, they have the depth, talent, but here's the deal. I mean, what's going on right now? I mean, the team's not even winning. They can't even win. I mean, conceding six goals in the last two games? Are you kidding me? That's pathetic. And as Josh McSway Bino proudly pointed out to me, the lazy defending. And when he spoke to me about it, now it was by text message, but, oh, believe me, I could sense the tone that Josh would have been speaking if he had been doing it face-to-face. Or I can sense the frustration and disappointment that he has for this club. And imagine it's on a higher level than mine, because again, I'm not, the man, I'm not the strong supporter of Manchester United. I'm just a fan that loves the game. So Josh's anger and disappointment and frustration towards the club are what's got to be at a much higher level than thine. Now, he did make a fair point that as much as he is sick and tired of the Glazers and he wants the Glazers gone as, about as much as I do and as much as, much as Uncle Matt and, and I'm sure as much as every other Manchester United supporter on God's green earth, you know, he basically says it's not entirely on them. Because at the end of the day, do you blame them for the poor playing from the players? Do you blame them for the poor defending? Well, okay, I mean, Josh is right. Josh does have a point, in fact. But I blame the Glazers for wasting so much money over the years on failed experiments. I mean, the whole thing with Alexei Sanchez, I mean, that's got to, that has got still stings, right? Huh. I mean, the whole thing, you know, the Paul Pogba experiment. I mean, and speaking of Paul Pogba, we all know the, the, that news and... And honestly, as a, as a proud French-American, as somebody that has basically suffered so much trying to defend Paul Pogba, at this point, what can I even say about Paul Pogba? Seriously, what can I even say? Seriously, riddle me that, y'all. Let me know in the comments, you know, what can I possibly say about Paul Pogba, you know, regarding the situation that he's now potentially facing a ban of up to four years from football? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The game of football could be an extremely emotional, frustrating situation, y'all. So so Manchester United, really. The fact that they're about to start the Champions League in about three days. Three days against Bayern Munich. Right now, honestly, I think it's more solidified there's no way Manchester United makes it out of the group stage. I'm pretty sure I said that as I previewed the Champions League group stage, uh, along with two of my buddies uh Mr. Steve Adams along with the pride of Canada himself uh Mr. David Scappin. Yes, indeed, he is the pride of Canada. I, honestly, at this point, as I said in the beginning, there's no hope. I mean, how can I have how can I even have an ounce of optimism based on how bad things are going? How can I? You know, and I know that a lot of you Man you supporters, if you're still here watching, I understand you're frustrated, probably at me, for saying these things. And look, I don't like having to do this. I really don't. But what else can I do? <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? I mean, I, <laughs> I can't just go out there sp- saying it's going to be okay, because it's not going to be okay, man. It's not. And you all know me, if somehow, someway, that miraculously, if I'm wrong, of course I'm going to take responsibility, but right now, what I'm telling you is the God's honest truth. Look at, at at the stats from this game. You know, 8 shots on target for Brighton and only 3 of them counted. So Manchester United is lucky in that per- perspective. And the fact that Brighton had two big chances missed. So as I said earlier that Onana was horrible, is he really that as bad as I think he is or is it as bad as everybody's like saying he is so far? Now again, it's not entirely on him, but uh it's not his fault that if the defense can't do their job, right? So yeah, maybe based at the beginning when I said Onana bad because of how horrible he was today. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, one particular source. Basically a story called United in Focus. Six things that we learned from Manchester United's loss to Brighton. Okay? Written alerts earlier today, I believe, by a writer by the name of Johnny Mays. Okay, now I'm not gonna go through detail by detail everything that he said, but and one of the things we learn is that Andre Onana, in his words, Andre Onana has a shocker. And he, of course, he mentioned how the man, him, Onana, is the man that has basically avoided criticism so far this season, but yeah. He had been at fault previously, but today, he was bad. So I'm glad that this particular source saw the exact same thing that I saw. (sighs) Ah, man. Now, on a positive, if there's anything positive, I mean, yeah, Marcus Rashford And Rasmus Holjand seemed to be quite a unique and dynamic duo. Well, Rasmus Holjand supposedly scored a goal with an assist from Marcus Rashford, but that apparently was taken away because of offside. It's a darn shame indeed. So, another thing that we learned, according to the source, is that there's obviously a lot of work to do. Well, of course we learned that, of course, they were absolutely outcast by Brighton. So right now, honestly, again, the fact that the Red Devils are about to travel on the road to Munich to face Bayern Munich in the group stage of the Champions League, honestly, I don't even know how how Bayern Munich doesn't even win this game at least with scoring at least four goals. Well, Bayern Munich or like they're licking their chops right now. Let me tell you, especially because I think their recent uh, excuse me the Bundesliga match I believe they played. Leverkusen, and I think it was a 2-2 draw. I might be wrong, but I'm not sure. But, man, Man you just completely no answers at all in the second half. I mean, I, I guess another thing positive was uh, a player, Hannibal Mezbry, scoring his first goal. You know, a young Tunisian player, basically, and scored it in, in a beautiful fashion. So, at least there's one other player to look forward to. Hannibal Mejbri. So, right now, honestly, I'm already adding him to the list. I honestly did not know who he was up up, up until this point. A 20-year-old. Huh. Man. has been He's been, actually been with Manchester United for four years. it was originally part of the AS Monaco youth system. So, it's good to see one young talent. You know, some young talent out there are basically kind of, you know, putting their names out there. So, basically, that's supposed to brighten up the future, right? But right now, honestly, again... As long as the Blazers are in charge, there's no there's no hope whatsoever. I'm sorry, but that's the god's honest truth. Okay, that's why that honestly, basically, basically how things are, how bad things are this season. You know, honestly, right now I think it, it could get so bad. Eric ten Hag might not even make it through this season. You know, as I said in the last episode, if if Eric Ten Hog gets fired, then you know who who takes over. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if things got so bad that Eric Ten Hag did get sacked. But if he does get sacked, who else is out there that is worth even bringing in? I mean, let's be honest. Zinedine Zidane? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Now, personally, in my case, would I would I would I like it if, if Zinedine Zidane became the manager of, Ma- of Manchester United? I mean, I'm sure he would do... Well, I, w- I would hope that he would do great, because then again, if the Glazers are basically... If the glazers are breathing, breathing down the man's neck, then clearly that's gonna that's gonna lead to some uh, more misery. But look, guys, I, I'm sorry, but I'm just sold, sold on the fact that there's just no hope for the club this season. You know, I can't see I can't see a, a title being won by this club. You know, and I get it. We're still early in the season, but still, the things are just already so bad, and it kind of seems that things are getting worse. You know, off the pitch, you know. The whole thing with Sancho. The whole thing with Anthony. Man, and all the the injuries, especially on defense. I mean, this is just this is not good. This is not good. And honestly, I fear that it's only going to get worse. So, I don't know what to tell you all, man. It's tough luck. It's tough luck, but unfortunately, everything that i said, I mean, what else can I say? Nothing is going right for this club. I mean, yeah, this guy... Mesbri scores his first goal. He's a 20-year-old, and of course, the supposed potential of the unique dynamic duo of Marcus Rashford and Rasmus Højlund. I mean, yeah, those are those are those are great, but how how is that going to help moving forward if the if the team is just in complete dis- disarray and complete despair? I mean, again, out of everything, the team has no passion. They're unmotivated. I mean, they they've, they've got to be miserable. I mean, the vibe in the freaking dressing room has got to be absolutely miserable. There's, there's no positive vibe whatsoever. There really isn't, so... I'm sorry, I, I, just, I just can't see Manchester United, you know, somehow climbing out of this. I mean, 13th place right now in the Premier League? This is not good for the club. This is not good at all. And unfortunately, as I said, I fear we've seen nothing yet as if it's only going to get worse. Sorry, sorry Manchester United fans. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not going to bullshit y'all and I'm sure that everything I said you don't like to hear, but look. I'm I'm going to be the first to tell you. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm just, I'm not going to sugarcoat. It. I'm just going to tell it like it is. Whether it's my opinion or not, we all know what's going on and we all know it's not good at all. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube please do me a favor hit the subscribe button and please don't forget to hit the notification bell that way I know for sure that you're not gonna be missing out on any exciting upcoming content and one more thing do you have friends and family that love football and they are looking for a great football podcast to listen to well into the net FC is the answer for them Into the Net FC is the football podcast for anybody out there that loves the game and they are looking for a great football podcast to listen to. So please have them subscribe, and I absolutely guarantee that they will not be disappointed. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you all next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.